What's going on, YouTube? Tonight's welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price top 10 comic books back issues, specifically selling for the week ending 822. I don't know, man. It was seen to be a pretty slow week as far as like <laughs> movie news and trailers, right? No. Nothing really exciting dropped. I mean, it, God, I was so bored over the weekend, but uh. <laughs> Shout out there, in the live chat, while you guys are congregating, uh, why don't you sit back, relax, put on your headgear, I'm going to give you a trip to the atmosphere. Uh, let me see what, you know what you're going to get? We don't get enough Ed Sheeran on this show. And because oh, Zach is here in honor of Redheads, here you go. Oh, thank you. I'm in, I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. What's going on, YouTube? And I shout out to Lady Style. Had no idea she was French, man. I just finally heard her speak for the first time the other day. She's from France. <laughs> for some reason, I thought she was like from Miami or something like that. But shout out to everybody in the live chat. I've been, uh, it's been a busy week, man. I went live uh, Thursday with the Shakers list. And then uh, I think uh, Friday, we had a little geekosity uh, uh -huh. one year anniversary. And Sunday, was the big news that uh, revealed my man Mikey Sutton is the Black Knight for those who wow. we finally can get that of Wolverine. Everybody else, uh, the in internal Lords crew knew this and um, they have never told anybody. <laughs> Amazingly, I thought for sure Otto would blurt it out one day, but yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, once again, this is the Cover Price Top 10. This is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go over to CoverPrice.com. Sign up for a two-week free trial or $6.99 a month for all your price guides, collections, and trends. Uh, this Top 10 list, the Daily Movers and Shakers, which drops every Thursday. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, this show is also available on podcasts, wherever you consume your podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, MySpace, Friendster, Porno. I mean, pretty much everywhere. So, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. The show is also sponsored by our friends over at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 50% off anything in the KRS Comics store. Anything. It's all in one now, but there is a little uh, hiccup right now. The discount code works for... Uh, variants, but after the merger, the discount code broke for the new comics. I just spoke to Chris. He's working on it. It'll be up in 15 minutes, so if you're going to be buying any new books from the pool list, wait about a good 10-15 minutes, and it'll be fixed for you, but if, well, while you're over there, you know what you can get? You can still get this. The only one that's sold out is the unsigned cover A and B, uh, but that's sold out, but you, they still have the uh, um, uh, other uh, variations available of the, ver the A cover, 
No, the B cover, I mm-hmm. think, is unavailable. Anyway, there's still some available is what I'm saying. Go look at it. And if you like uh, Margot Robbie as um, Harley Quinn, that's a dead-on likeness that's, of her. That's not even a – that looks like her. That's not even like a cover done by that, <laughs> It's like a photo of Harley Quinn, yeah, right? That's it's, ridiculous it's, looking. That's so realistic. I think Natalie Sanders draws the woman better than men do because she's a woman. I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense or not. But you know what I mean? She makes them more realistic. And I think she draws inspiration. Like some look like Angelina Jolie. Some look like Margot Robbie or some like, like, like Warren Lau is also a great uh, got way to draw women. But they all, tendency looks, our germ, every woman looks the same, right? <laughs> Every woman. He's gotten a little bit better. Like the one time when he drew a Asian that look, uh, he drew a Thor, uh, Lady Thor that look Asian. I was like, no, stop it. Can't be having blonde Asian Thors running around up in here. And I'm Asian. <laughs> I can say that. So anyway, welcome to the Cover Price Top 10, boys and girls. So uh, yeah, so there was a trailer that dropped yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it kind of blew up the say. internet, man. It was pretty amazing. We'll give our thoughts about that trailer briefly after the uh, <laughs> after we go through the Cover Price Top 10. But once again... This is the cover price top 10 for the week ending August 22nd. And uh, as I always say, read the tea leaves and you kind of know what's going to be on here. I can already, just by looking at social media, <laughs> I know Oblivion Song is going to be on this list next week. Right? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Everybody on Instagram has posted one. I mean, the article came out today from The Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. Just really kind of just, hey, by the way, Jake Gyllenhaal is producing and acting in the Oblivion song, uh, Robert Kirkman is like that. The, is like the um, uh, Mark Millar, whatever. Mm. They have good Hollywood connections, so most of the time their comics got a good chance of going. So, uh, as, as as always, there's a top ten, but there's one that doesn't quite crack the top ten, and we call that the runner up. What do we got for the runner up this week? Well, let's count how many times Justin has to talk about Riri Williams tonight. So, <laughs> at our number 11 runner-up, Invincible Iron Man number 3 from Marvel Comics 2017. So, of course, Kevin Feige noted that they're shooting Black Panther, Wakanda Forever right now, and the character Riri Williams will be meeting up in the Black Panther 2 first appearance in there. So, she started, she started shooting, I think, this week before her Ironheart series. While we know Riri was coming to her own series, played by the actress Dominique Throne. This surprise news hit a new lit under fire with all the re-re issues and covers. Her <clears throat> first cover appearance as Ironheart sold 21 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 128%, and a high sale of $310 for CGC 9.8 for this book. Wow. Oof. That's, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, we've been talking about it. We had a long-term spec list, and then she got even the official announcement, I think, at D23 that she was getting her own Disney mm-hmm. Plus show. So if you have FOMO on this, you have nobody to blame but yourself. I mean, you should have saw this coming a mile away, but I guess it takes her to be in another movie for it to really move. But, but you know, it's uh, good for it. We'll see where it goes, man. So um, Ironheart gonna be all over the place man so first one Mm -hmm. on this is invincible iron man number three coming in at number 11 let's get right to that top 10 what do you got zach so number 10 we've got defenders number one peach momoko uh the recent issue features a new defenders team consisting of doctor strange silver surfer red harpy the masked raider and cloud however it also features the first cameo appearance of omnimax and the first appearance of Taya, the mother of Galactus. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Taya's appearance appears to be the key driver of recent sales, which sold 11 copies, 
had a seven-day trend of 325% and had a high raw sale of $340. This is one of the cooler Peach Momoko variants. I mean, the Peach Momoko kind of got into that art germ category where everything kind of starts looking the same. Uh-huh. But, you know, ups, the Strange Academy one I really dig of her doing magic. That one is a really dope one. And this one is kind of cool, too. It's uh, very, and you know... Love me some Defenders. I love the old school team of Defenders of like Doctor Strange, Hulk, Namor, and then right. doing Silver yeah. Surfer. Arguably the most powerful team in all of comics. Come on now. So they the just Hulk couldn't was, get their shit together ever. Well, that's why they're always called the the strongest. They were a non-team team. Like it was just like, hey, let me make some phone calls and get a team together to go fight these evil uh, demons that are invading Earth for a second. But yeah. uh, So number 10 on the list, Avengers number one, the Peach Momoko, Silver Surfer Black. One in 50 variant, man. Look at that. All right. What do we have for number nine? Uh, number nine. Justin's number two of Riri. So on <laughs> Invincible Iron Man number nine, the second print. So again, talking about Riri, she's the big thing right now uh, with the pretty with Marvel right now. It's really clear that Riri's first appearance is in Iron Invincible Iron Man number seven. But the market has clearly chosen number nine, whereas we've seen some more substantial appearance of her as well as more sales. But this tough second print is the now the market leader after selling 14 copies, had a seven day uptrend of 262 percent and a high sale in a raw for six hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Whoa. Wow, no. I have a CGC 9.8. What is that going for then? I have, I slab the, I have two, I have the, I have nine and number seven. And I think they're actually different volumes, right? I mean, I don't even no, think they're the same. They're, yeah, I could have swore they're like a different volume. Uh, there's an Invincible Iron Man number seven. Uh, that's right. I have the Women in Power variant, uh, I believe. Oh, the one that has yeah. Mary Jane on the cover. I mm-hmm. mean, for a while, that was the hot book. But like, it's, you know. I think it's, you know, people who already have that book, they're looking for other things. So look for first cover appearance, second prints. Look for first time she's called Ironheart. Uh, look for first time she wears the armor. All that mm-hmm. stuff is, you know, and just, it's just, man, it's, we're just in an era of hypersensitivity when it comes to any news that drops. That's why I full blown expecting all kinds of weird Oblivion song books to pop up on this list next week, as well as one more day. Um, if you haven't watched the Spider-Man trailer, we have our own thoughts on what we think it is. Actually, we we dropped it back in December, and I forgot. And I read the plot of this movie on live online about. Do- anyway, go check out the video from December twelfth. It was actually part of a Mobius long-term spec list. And during the show, Mikey Sutton sends me an email with the plot outlines of Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, saying. Uh, Doctor Strange was going to wipe the memory of everybody that he's Peter Parker, and then uh, all craziness ensues, as well as uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire versions of Spider-Man. Go check it out. It's from uh, December twelfth, I do believe, is the video. But I, I, it's been put put it this way, dude. The last since the pandemic, all concept of time has been lost to me. Like it could have been a four months ago, and I think it it was two years ago. You know what I mean? It's just it's been weird like that, man. But Invincible Iron Man, number nine, the second print variant coming in at number nine. Look at that, nine for nine. What do we got for number eight? Well, I'm going to go ahead and piss off Justin here and steal. I had one to actually take a double look at the graphics. I was like, wait, it's the same damn comic, but it's not. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna cut him in line here, and I'm going to go with number eight being Invincible Iron Man, number nine. This is going to be the first print. So back-to-back number nines, 
is again a nice reminder as to how the market prefers this book as the first full appearance of Riri. It sold 29 copies, had a seven-day trend of 126%, had a high sale of $775 for a CGC 9.8. For comparison, Invincible Ironman number seven sold this week for $400 and a 9.8. So I know in the chat, a lot of people saying, you know, the market's leaning towards seven. Well, with these stats, it kind of looks like market's leaning towards nine. And honestly, it's going to go back and forth, back and forth. And you're going to see the sales jump and one will be above the other and they'll max each other out, you know? Yeah. Get both. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Get Give both. it room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Get both. Get it. If you, if, if you want one, get the other. You know what I mean? Why not have both? You know what? You know, have a little variety in your life. But uh, so the difference between this one and the previous one was like that little graphic with her head. That's about the well, only difference I saw, right? Yep, yeah, I think so. Here's the title. That's boom. pretty much it. Featuring Ruby Williams. There you go. Because I think they, when they came with the second print, they realized, yo, we just get debuted a new character, and it's pretty hot. So uh, yeah. there's number oh, nine. Yeah, the, yeah, the title there's, looked a little different. Yeah. yeah, so number eight is Invincible Iron Man number nine. All right, what do we got for number seven? Hey, look at that. Uh, another trailer dropped last week, so put some more fire under the butts of uh, buyers. So Eternals number one for Marvel Comics 1976. So it looked so good with that trailer last week. It made the market really confident buying tons of copies of their first appearance in this issue. It sold 29 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 135% and a high sale of $2,275 for CGC 9.8. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think, man, this book has been stagnant for a while because the first trailer uh -huh. left a lot of people kind of underwhelmed. But, you know, this second trailer, I mean, they're... The remember the number of memes. Where the hell were the uh, Eternals <laughs> yeah. when Thanos happened? And right. In the it was almost like Feige was like, "Here, you want it? Here, I'm going to tell you in the damn trailer." Right? The Celestials told him, "Don't fuck around unless they're deviants." And then mm -hmm. there's a whole new set of questions now: Is Thanos really a deviant? And I would tell you that he's not. Although he has the deviant DNA gene, he's technically he's a Titan, not a an Eternal. Mm -hmm. Titans are descendants of Eternals. If you really want to get deep into the weeds, but you know, I saw them. People are saying, "Well, they, you know, if they because I believe in the trailer." She goes, "We're we told not to get involved in the manners of man unless the deviants were involved." And they go, "What about Thanos? He's a deviant." Well, you know, kind of, but not sort of. The DNA, the deviant DNA, uh, but not technically a deviant as we've seen in the trailer. So, uh, but it looked pretty dope, man. Uh, also, a lot of uh, a lot of comparisons to Icarus as uh, Superman because of the uh, mm -hmm. lasers coming from his eyeballs. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely has a fourth world look to it. You know what I mean? As far as uh, I mean, that basically the Eternals is Jack Kirby doing fourth world for Marvel is what it is. I meant, but uh, either way, it's good to see this book finally getting some love, man. So Eternals number one coming in at numero seven. Um, Galactus was in the trailer too. I don't know if that was Galactus, man. There was two nah, Celestials in it. One it was like Galactus to me. Yeah, I don't one know. was Arisham, and the other one was somebody the the one that was making the worlds. That was another um, Celestial. So uh, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 from what I've been told, there's no way they're going to introduce Galactus before the Fantastic Four. That's there. It's going to be the Fantastic Four story, right? That's got to be intertwined with the uh, yeah. the Fantastic Four trilogy. So. Number seven on the list is Eternals number one from 1976. Some Kirby-esque love. Here we go. What do we got for number six? So finally, a little variety here, I guess. We got a Miles Morales Spider-Man annual number one. This is going to be the Tony Fleeks one in 25. 
This fun cover is done by super hot artist Tony Fleeks of Stray Dog. Stray fans and Miles fans were all over this colors, cover, selling 29 copies with a seven-day trend of 145% and had a high raw sale of $160. Man, but look at that. That's like a what a, a 1.5 grade right there. That's really crappy. <laughs> right? I know, right? It's really crappy um, cover, man. I'm surprised King of the Golden State hasn't jumped in here because he's the only one I've seen that's posted this book. Um yeah, you know, and you know it looks cool. It has that distressed uh, look at it. it. Definitely looks like it's hey, it's been around for like uh, six mm. decades. You know this book right here, but uh, I've never seen this. To be honest with you, I never saw it come out or anything. Yeah, but can't go to say it has one. So uh, he's probably listening right now. He's going to chime in soon enough just to rub it in on everybody. Uh, so number six on this is Miles Morales Spider Man Annual Number One Tony on fleek, the one in twenty five variant uh, mm. from. Uh, just not too long ago. So what do we got? We're halfway there, boys and girls. What do we got for number five? Uh, this is a good book. Some oldie oh, stuff. So Marvel Superheroes. Secret Wars number one. So, of course, the rumors of the MCU building towards Secret Wars in the future was trending last week. So much so that it sold 28 <laughs> copies and had a seven-day uptrend of 154, 54% and had a high sale of $720 for a CGC 9.8. Hmm. Who broke that news, Tim? Oh man, and it's I meant you know Jim Shooter apparently you know was <laughs> been telling the story for years and years now, and he just said it again. But I meant you know we actually had some details about this a couple of years ago on Three Men in the Basement. Me, Otto, and Justin actually when this is when the Lord's Channel was taken down, and I and we mm-hmm. did the uh, we did our weekly show over on Three Men in the Basement. And uh, the word that we got was they were developing Secret Wars and they were going to take both from Marvel Secret Wars from 1984 as well as a little bit from the Hickman uh, Secret Wars kind of, uh, you know, to mash, you know what I mean? To mash them mm-hmm. up because if you think about Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, number this one is is pretty small in scale compared to Hickman's, which was really, I mean, a lot of people kind of poo-pooed on it. But, you know, they can Marvel mixes and matches and whatever they do to make it more palatable for the MCU. I mean, look at the uh, the Loki series is a prime example of that. Right. They took the TVA and the one and then Loki or excuse me um, and uh, and Kang and uh, what's mm-hmm. his name? The the last one who stands or whatever the hell. They, and they kind of the mashed them up. Right. Yeah, it's not sure. They're, yeah, but you know another. I think uh, Black Suit Spidey is definitely should be one that should be on this list as well. Um, did in the trailer? Do you see the brief glimpse of Black Suit Spidey? In the, yeah, in the, yeah. I, I've read a lot of stuff about that. So yeah, that was, that was pretty cool, man. That was pretty cool. Um, you know what? Any whatever Marvel does, it doesn't matter. Spider Man news is always the headliner. Just like in the DC world, I don't care if Zack Snyder, Justice League, or Aquaman, or Wonder Woman. Batman trumps everything. Like if they hmm. today, actually, right about 10, 15 minutes from now, I do believe Warner Brothers is presenting at CinemaCon and they're expecting a Batman trailer. Uh, they don't know if it's going to drop online, but they're going to sh- definitely show it for the attendees at CinemaCon. So you can at least see the descriptions awesome. of it. Um, they already, t- oh, they showed the Matrix 4 trailer already. I was following an account that was live at CinemaCon. They said oh, it nice. absolutely blew their mind the matrix four they even said they showed um there's a screen of shang chi tomorrow for all the attendees and they showed like a a 10 minute action sequence from james the new james bond flick and they said it's absolutely incredible so for all the CinemaCon viewers uh out there so unfortunately that not all of them will appear online but just be on a lookout just follow twitter accounts that are uh, CinemaCon attendees and typically they they're allowed to 
like, um, you know, tweet what they saw. But I remember mm. the graphic I shared with everybody. They said there are security guards wandering around <laughs> CinemaCon with night vision to make sure nobody has cameras, dude. That, yeah. I mean, that's that's like crazy, you know. And no, I don't think anybody wants to risk filming it to lose their credentials to ever show up again. It's because guarantee if you film it, they would ban you from Cine CinemaCon for life, and they don't want to do that because uh -huh. they're getting some really cool stuff. So. Number five on the list, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number one. Uh, good old Beyonder mullet magic. All right. What do we got for number four? So stealing another one from Justin here. Uh, we got Ironheart number nine. So as noted by Feige, Riri will show up first in Black Panther 2. Due to this, this is the first appearance of Riri and Shuri meeting for the first time, and it took off pretty quickly. Sold 19 copies, had a seven-day trend of 301%, and had a high raw sale of $150. Oh, man. It's crazy, man. Dollar bin book right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I, lo I love that people are doing that now. It's not always just about the first appearance. Now, sometimes it's about the first meeting of characters or first time they appeared in, in somewhere, like the first meeting of... Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Doctor and uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number Two, or the first time, like you know, a lot of unfortunately, like a lot of these are even Golden Age books when it comes to DC, but a lot of a lot of them are um, a Silver Age books when it comes to Marvel. First time the characters meet, but there's some newer mm -hmm. ones like when the first time Daredevil met uh, Moon Knight, first time yeah. Daredevil met Iron Fist. A lot of those are in the Bronze Age, so I think that's the new spec. You know, uh, is, you know, if I can't get the first parents, why not get the first time they appear or the story that it's based on? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, <coughs> no way home, <coughs> no way home. Um, excuse me, I had to cough there. But number four on the list is Ironheart. Number nine. What do we got for number three? There we go, Justin. So you don't feel bad. Oh, I'm back again. Yeah. <laughs> Invincible Iron Man number one. So some character named Riri Williams is coming or something. I mean, we've been talking about it all night. But it's really amazing to see how many people waited for the market height to buy a copy of the first cover appearance of Riri in her temporary Ironheart armor, which didn't happen until at least issue three. But the standard cover for Invincible Iron Man had sold 49 copies last week, seven-day uptrend of 142% and a high sale of $260 in a CGC 9.8. And I feel like this was another book that as soon as they announced it, everybody just posted every copy they had. Yeah, yeah like hopefully every... everybody already had it, right? I meant, um, you know, because did it really take knowing that she was going to be in Black Panther 2? I mean, you guys know we already knew she was going to be in the in the Armor Wars uh, series as well as. Oh, did I let that out? I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, there's going to be uh, Ruby Williams is going to have her own series as well as appear in Armor Wars from what I was told. And now Black Panther 2. So it'd be interesting how they make that connection and how. Um, she shows up in Black Panther 2 because she is an American character, uh, not, you know, Wakandan. But if you remember the end of Black Panther number one, remember how T'Challa had built a school in Oakland? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they put well, the... If you want to hear some theories, you can listen to our latest podcast on the Comic-Con podcast where we actually talk about that a little bit Ooh, as well. There you go. Shameless plug. Go check out the Comic-Con podcast every Friday and whenever other, other day they're available. <laughs> 
I'm waiting for my uh, my guest appearance so I can just spill all the tea leaves because uh, you know obviously there's no sponsors on her so I can tell you the dark and deadly truth about well, yeah. everything you ever wanted to know. It's gonna about. be your day will come, but it's gonna be planned out and it's gotta be epic. That's for sure. I think it's gonna be uh, uh, it's gonna be your day of reckoning too, and so <laughs> we can. <laughs> but that's just a tease of people who've been uh, constantly asking you the same question over and over again during your podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, I I I have a feeling I know what. what what we're gonna do then and uh let's just say wong we really shook the pillars of heaven didn't we we'll have to get some drinks involved for sure trouble in little china baby all right invincible iron man number one coming in at number three all right so let's preface this book by saying these books show up on this list a lot not because they're just big sellers it's because the only way you can buy them is in the aftermarket in the for the most part but what do we have for number two yeah, I'd actually really like to just skip this and move to number one, but to be accurate, we'll keep going here. We got number two, we've got passive aggressive number one, the aggressive version from Bad Idea. So was one of the dumbest sentences I feel like I've ever read in my life. Uh, Bad Idea tends to hit cover prices top 10 almost every time they put out a new book. This is mostly due to fans having to turn to online sales with the publisher being very tough to find in stores. There are two versions of this book, the aggressive storyline and internal variant passive storyline. Both were extremely hot. While the passive storyline sells for more, this aggressive version was a tad easier to find with it selling 76 copies, had a seven-day trend of 117%, and had a high raw sale of $50. How many times can you say the words passive and aggressive? I know, right? So, so there's is there a passive version? If there's an aggressive version, I I, I I'm aggressively sick of that idea and passively want them to go away. So, I mean, do you own a copy of this, Justin? I meant I don't. I didn't even know that. I I didn't even. I thought like the the bad idea stopped, and they were going to do five more series, and they were going to spread them out. So I have well, no idea. What's going they on were horrible the actors during whatever live shows that they did when they kept on saying, uh, "Bad idea comics, as you know it, is going away." Um, okay, sure, whatever you say, Dinesh. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever helps you sell books, but yeah. So I mean, uh, my shop doesn't sell any. So I mean, you know, and yeah. I think you had to have a deal with their shop, or you have to buy directly from their website. Is that it? Uh, you have to like or- pre-order the book. Yep. First of all, you had to get that- approved from Bad Idea. And then from there, you have to pre-order the entire series before the series comes out. So people that bought this in the shop, you have to pre-order all four or five issues of this series. And then that's the that then they can sell it to you. Sometimes they get extras, but the extras cannot be sold for more than cover price uh, after 30 days. So you have 30 days to sell at a cover price for people to pick it up. But then after that, then you ha- then you can sell it for whatever the hell you want. How are they going to track that? Well, I mean, if they put it on their own in their own eBay page or somebody goes in the store and says, sees a price tag of $30. So they'd have to report it to uh, yeah. the shop. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. basically. But. <laughs> Bunch so of narcs out there, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very passive aggressive approach to the way they're doing <laughs> right. their comic sales. So number two on the list is passive aggressive. Number one, the aggressive version variant. The aggressive right. version. Mm. All right. On to number one, boys and girls. What do we got? So if you were thinking, holy cow, I should have done over under on on Riwi this week. I'm sorry, guys, I totally blew it. No, it's all right. Uh, So if you think you're getting Riri at number one, you may be getting Dick. Actually, no, you're getting Tim Drake. (laughs) Batman Urban Legends number six, and you have the wrong graphic up, uh, is a holdover from last week. 
good old exploring Tim Drake's sexuality story sets up the table for the story to continue in Batman Urban Legends number 10. Obviously, the issue has stirred a lot of debate and conversations across the comic chatter. Those very conversations continue to drive collectors to pick up 103 copies of this comic last week at a seven day uptrend of 98% and a high sale of $46, which is actually down from last week's pretty nuts. Unbelievable on this Batman Urban Legends number six. I can't believe they yeah. still had 103 you know, copies left. I'm yeah, wondering so disregard if the, uh, disregard the graphic, guys. I, I forgot to put it up there. So <laughs> I'm wondering but if they're going to have this like show up, you know, since he's appearing in like the current Titan season. Like, is that going to be is that going to be shown at all? I, I'm curious to see how that goes. I, I want to listen. I want to talk about this. And I talked about this to you guys in our private chat. Tim Drake has been munching on Stephanie Brown and uh, Cassie Sidmark, Wonder Girl, for the past 20 years. Like, they've been dating on and off. I cannot believe they're, like, all of a sudden just going to turn him gay. Like, I'm right. Tim Drake, is Tim Drake the Red Hood in the Titan show? No. no. But no, not he's gay. Not. He's, he's bi. I mean, has he, he hasn't even shown up yet, has he? Has Tim Drake shown up on Titan? He was yet? in episode one. Yeah, episode where, one. Where uh, he's the guy delivering the Chinese food and kind of gets stopped by the cops. Makes an obvious choice to just turn him into Robin. But, uh, you know, the thing about Titans is... Man, Bruce Wayne is kind of a dick. <laughs> you know, they're like, man, yeah. do not become Bruce Wayne's ward. That's all I have to say. It's like, man, He's but the uh, children in his computer. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's weird. Like he pulled up and is like, how creepy is that? He's been looking at all these young kids, like to see who you know who's gonna come up next. But obviously, he's a he's mentally damaged um, even more so. But I think they also aged him up a little bit too much for for Titan. you know what i mean like yeah it's uh, a little unbelievable like don't get me wrong i love that actor you know from game he's of great thrones. in game of thrones great but, in game um, of thrones. right it is kind of like yo that's an elderly ass bruce wayne bro like that guy's gonna have yeah. some back issues in that bat suit <laughs> i would like to th see what he's how he looks in his bat suit like you know he's just like all no, bulging out of it he'll or... never do that because it'll probably look so horrible do you remember when we did the um the arrowverse uh uh crossover and they showed mm -hmm. that version of batman where he had like uh, exoskeletal on his legs and things like that because mm -hmm. yeah. he was so old like that i can i can see right that was pretty cool what that was, was like kevin conroy yeah kevin conroy yeah, yeah. He, kevin conroy was super old but he had like these uh i don't know prosthetics or some type of things to make him stronger like in in, in the comics um so uh there you go hey real-time news uh the discount code on uh Kevin's comics has just been fixed so lotlb works for all new comics as well as all the KRS comics exclusive. So uh, krspoolbox.com no longer exists at all under one umbrella. So you can get your FOC stuff, you can get your exclusives, and you can get your pull box, your weekly pull box, and you get 15% off using the discount code of LOTOB. So it's a one stop shop for everything, man. So that's it, boys and girls. Um, quick, Justin, what did you think of the Spider Man trailer? Uh, it was good. Justin, what did you think of the uh, or Zach? What did you think of the Spider-Man trailer? It was it was pretty epic. Uh, it almost seemed like they um, it was like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man movie blended together, like the building collapsing on itself and all this other stuff, and and that's just a teaser. Holy mm -hmm. cow! So uh, uh, yeah, next week my predictions are. 
Uh, One More Day and Oblivion Song will be on this list at least four times. Uh, <laughs> you know, and whatever news, whatever news else drops between now and uh, Monday or Tuesday, because as I said, just you know, hey, if it comes from the Hollywood Reporter, something along those lines, and uh, it, it, I would say two years ago, something like, um, do you remember when Donny Cates tweeted, "I'm currently writing my script for God Country." Yeah, do you remember that? Whatever happened to that book? Oh my God, yeah. Well, now he's on. He's too busy working on that uh, that new Patreon shit. So, yeah. is he doing stay stub or pay stub or what is it? Pay stab or stab? What's that? Uh, Substack. Substack. Yeah. Yeah. Pay yeah. Stub. He's on there too. Yeah. Oh, really? So, so apparently, I meant that some of them are just doing this and then they go back. So, uh, yeah. So, all right. Any last words, Justin? I showed you. You're showing some stuff there. Yeah, Hard Knocks Collectibles asked uh, about our sweet Comic Con podcast T-shirts, which are oh, in the works. Right, right, right yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I where do can stickers. they purchase? Where can they purchase them? Uh, they can just hit me up, and I'm trying to get a list together. So they are coming. We're going to be doing them probably in black. Uh, it's similar to what Zach's shirt looks like and mine. Just the I shirt, have a black one. The logo. Yeah, you have a yeah, black, have a black one, one. Yeah, black one's nice. Yep. But you know so, what? White is good for the summertime. You right. Know? So, that's you know, and yeah. and when you own a husky. White good, it, <laughs> yeah. it sucks. Yeah, having a black shirt with a husky, bro. You don't want a dog. If you can tell a your pet owner or a cat owner if, <laughs> oh, when yeah, you're wearing dude, all black, thing. and then you just oh. like you just wear, get a lint brush, you know, and then you'll be oh, yeah. Zach. Any last words? No, uh, decent list. Obviously, we all knew it was going to be you know super hot with the with the re re announcement, and like Tim said, it should be no surprise. I can only imagine what next week's list is going to be like. And you know, like these lists are fun, but. I definitely prefer the ones that are uh, sometimes not fueled by uh, recent announcements. It's fun to see like what books organically pop. You know what I mean? Well, but, you gotta you gotta come watch the Shakers list, man. You gotta come p- be part of the show on the Shakers list. That's when we I'm always busy really talk about days. some outliers, I'm sure man. But, I'm sure a re-re variant is gonna be showing up on Thursday. I'm just disappointed Otto wasn't on here so he could get all the Riri books and butcher her name. Uh, <laughs> I was very, very disappointed at that. But uh, Otto was kind enough to join us on Sunday's Letters of the Longbox show um, with Mikey Sutton because Mike uh, Otto is bartending on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I, every time I say Otto, I, I always think about Otto referring to himself as a third person as well because uh, <laughs> that's an Ottoism. But, hey, thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, I just checked. We are six subs away from 7,000, man. So hopefully nice. by this time Thursday, we should be at 7,000 and we're going to give you away some cool stuff. I may just give you guys money. I'd be like, what's your, give me your PayPal account and I'll just give you like, money. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell you're rather- old when that's what your idea is. You're like, ugh. I'm just gonna give, give you money. a gift card to Coles, boy. Hey, go go and get yourself right. some. Uh, get yourself a nice pair of uh, slacks. <laughs> all right, thank you guys all for joining us. Really appreciate the support. Go check out uh, the Comic Con podcast. We'll be back on Thursday for the Comic Book Shaker Show. Go check out the uh, Geek Aussie One Year Anniversary shows that we did on Friday and Sunday. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.
the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's greatest heroes. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. When it comes, I won't even know.